0: crimson trace laser sights put the red
1: dot on your side and 50 bucks in your pocket when you purchase selected crimson trace laser sights this 50 dollar offer ends june 30th for more information visit
0: crimsontrace.com to find a dealer near you restrictions apply
2: to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, high-caliber talk radio. All right, welcome back to Gun Talk. 866-TALK-GUNS is our number. I'm Tom Gresham. We're talking about guns today, and specifically about gun rights as well as particular guns. And along those lines, in, in Texas, a bill is making its way through the legislature there. That, well, let me back up. Concealed carry in Texas. Uh... They call them CHL, Concealed Handgun License. When you have a concealed handgun license in Texas, there are places that you cannot carry your gun. Sensitive places, whatever. Uh, there's a bill working its way through that would say, that's all well and good, but we, legislators, are more important. We are more valuable. Our And frankly, this is me putting my spin on Our lives are more important or more valuable than your lives. So... Legislators, senators, and representatives would be able to carry in the places that you mere peons, you mere mortals, would not be able to carry into. Uh, get me started on that. Well, a voice of reason has emerged out of all of this, and that's Texas Senator Brian Birdwell from Granbury, Texas. Uh, and we're fortunate enough to have Senator Birdwell join us right now. Senator Birdwell, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you, Mr. Gresham, my honor to be with you this afternoon.
2: Uh, please, it's just Tom, okay? Yes, sir. All righty. <laughs> uh, and by the way, I've been to Granberry and I've been over there. i got some friends that live in uh, Borland, the States. Flown I'm a pilot, fly into uh, mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. places there. So you're in a yeah. lovely part of the world there.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very much so. Well, any part of Texas, you know, that's, uh, that's always. You know, a great place to be. So. Well,
2: exactly right. So this uh, this bill, it's I guess Senate Bill nine oh five. Now, as I gather, it's actually made it through the Senate. Is that correct?
0: It uh, it came out of the state Senate uh, um, with twenty five yeses and six nays, um, and it's now over in the House. Uh, I don't have the latest information on it over in the, the Texas House. Um, but we haven't seen it come back yet formally uh, for conference or, uh, or the like. Uh, but it did come out of the Senate. And, now, uh, as, as, I ago, it, I as I
2: understand it, as I understand it, in Texas, uh, if you have a carry permit, you are prohibited from going into bars, churches, hospitals, and businesses posting signs barring concealed carry handguns. But this bill would actually let members of the legislature go in those places. Is that correct?
0: That's correct. It would uh, um, allow uh, state legislators, both current and past, uh, to really? go into places that the the average or the uh, non legislator CHL holder, average citizen, uh, that could would not their CHL would not allow them to go.
2: What is the thinking? What's being what's being said as to why this should happen? Why why legislators, past and current should have additional rights beyond what mere citizens have.
0: Well, I can't, I can't explain the, the past legislators. Um, that I, uh, I can't explain that one. What The arguments I heard for current legislators was that, in many cases, some of the places legislators go in the course of their duties, you know, whether it's a town hall, if I go to a town hall in a public school, I can't carry because I, I I go. I'm uh, in a public school auditorium in the evening, but since a public school has that prohibition, Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm meeting somebody at a, they're having a conference at a hospital or on the grounds of a hospital, those types of things. um, So the logic behind those that were proponents of this was that um, there are places where legislators go that current restrictions place them, and given what happened with. Uh, Representative uh, Giffords back in, I believe it was January, mm-hmm. um, there was concern that um, given that legislators are public uh, people, spend a lot of time in and amongst the public, uh, that the prohibition on carrying their, uh, they need to be able to tend to their safety uh, as being public
1: uh, okay. Okay. Out in
0: public on a routine basis.
2: You got a lot of attention for your take on this and your response to it. you want to just... Uh, explain how you feel about this, because I mean, you would have—I mean—and you're a gun guy, and you understand gun rights, and you, oh, yes, would, sir, it,
0: I, everything from small arms to heavy weapons. I mean, I—I I spent 20 years in the military, and—and and 10 of those was as a field artillery officer, and <laughs> so <laughs> the bigger the better, in my view. <laughs>
2: but, okay, so obviously, if but, this passes, you would—you would be able to—you would have the special privilege, but you didn't like that.
0: No, because see that one of the things that. that military service teaches you is, you know, your your soldiers eat before you do. Um, You know, officers eat last. The the leadership makes sure that um, their soldiers are tended to before their needs are tended to. And so the thing that concerned me is that I would be granting myself a right, or in this case a privilege, that we had first not granted to the average citizen. See, to me it isn't, um, it, it was, it just struck me as, This is grossly inappropriate, where we've been trying to get campus carry passed under Senator Wentworth's leadership here in the state Senate for several sessions now. This is my first session, but he's been trying it for several sessions. And we prohibited citizens that have CHLs. We've not been able to get it out of the Senate uh, or have we've had great difficulty? It, it got out, but it's been kicked back, and it's now off. And I won't bore you with how the sauces gets made in the legislature, but it looks <laughs> like it's going to die. Okay. And we failed to grant C H L holders in the state of Texas the ability to walk from a uh, one side of the street where there's not a public university campus to the other side of the street where there is a public university campus to be able themselves on public property, uh, on public universities throughout the state of Texas, and you had to be a CHL holder, and in Texas you have to be 21 to be a CHL holder. Mm -hmm. Um, And you and I, you know, we can make this show about all the stories about, you know, where where guns were not allowed and the number of people killed versus those that have defended themselves. Um, It just struck me as this is not appropriate for us to grant ourselves. A privilege that we at first not granted to, this, to the citizens of the state of Texas. When, when you
2: came vote. out, when yes. you came out with that viewpoint, what did your fellow senators say to you? Because they obviously have voted for this and sent it on to the House, granting, wanting to grant themselves special privileges, making them very special because they're out in the public. Well, good God Almighty, we the rest of us are out in the public too. What did they tell you? Yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. I, I just, you know. We really didn't have much of a discussion to be, to be brutally honest, Tom. I'd made really? my point. Um, Senator Patrick and I see, uh, see eye to eye on many, many issues. Um, but this was one where, uh, where we were distinctly apart. Uh, and I just told him I couldn't do this, um, because we, from my perspective as a soldier, um, and now serving in a, a service capacity now as a legislator that, I just could not come up here, grant myself a privilege that we've already granted to, you know, district judges and, and district attorneys, um, uh, that we were now giving it to ourselves when we were still dealing with trying to get campus carry um, and expanding opportunities for citizens uh, to be able to exercise their constitutional Second Amendment rights, and that. We ought to put first things first, and that's the citizens, not ourselves. And well,
2: I, I would encourage those in Texas, and we have a lot, a lot of listeners in Texas, to contact your state representatives, the folks in the House, as well as your senators, and just tell them, here's, it's a real simple message. If you vote for this, I will work to send you home. The, the unbelievable level of arrogance that comes with this, just saying we're more important than the people we serve. Our lives are more valuable than the people who sent us here is a level of arrogance that is utterly breathtaking.
0: Yeah. I, I, that when I, when I immediately, you know, saw the, the, the contents of the legislation. And I mean, it, it had that, you know, that if I may be so bold that do as I say, not as I do Mm -hmm. deal to it, Mm -hmm. that, um, I just, that's like, I can't support uh, this. I mean, I just, so, because I've been working on, we've been working on campus carry. We did get the commuter carry law under mm-hmm. Senator Hager's uh, able leadership. We got that done.
2: So you'll be able uh, to that's have a gun. For Governor
0: Perry's signature right so, now.
2: So Texans will be able to drive to work and have a gun in their car on parking lot and the employer will not be able to, uh, tell you that you can't have a gun in the parking lot. Because if right. they tell you that, it means you can't have a gun for self-protection as you're going to or from work or even on your way home if you've got to go run errands. They're right. disarming you for the entire commute
0: right that that right and it, we saw this as a senator hager and i I was his sole joint author for this um, but again under his leadership uh, he's from katy texas um, under his leadership we were this was a peril, this was a uh, an acknowledgment of both the second amendment right of the individual and the property right of the of the, of the uh, business owner mm-hmm. that a policy of the business owner on their property was transcending the second amendment right of the employee off the property. Uh-huh. Um, so if, as an example, uh, you know if you're driving 30 miles into, into work each day, that company policy wasn't just affecting you on company property. It was affecting you in and amongst your commute the errands you might run, things to that nature. And so the compromise was, and it's not just CHL holders, it's any lawfully owned firearm can be in your car, so that whether it's a, a long gun, handgun, as long mm-hmm. as you lawfully own it, uh and you keep it locked in your vehicle uh you can drive to work get off work go to the skeet range go to the you know where or just carry as you're uh, running your errands or or go straight home whatever it may be
2: Does it look like uh, Governor Perry's going to sign that?
0: I believe so yes sir I think uh, I mean he's a, Governor Perry's been a strong second amendment uh, proponent there's uh, right. some other protections uh, that we've also done in uh, in the state legislature SB 766 under Senator Estes out of Wichita Falls uh, was a range protection bill to make sure that ranges that afford people the opportunity to go out and make sure they have their gunnery skills, um, that uh, that those don't get uh, harassing lawsuits, that uh-huh. force them to close them down. That's over in the House right now. Okay.
2: Um, well, let, let, let me do this. I mean,
0: so there's some good things happening. I don't want to give you the impression, Tom, that, that everything's right. bad.
2: No, no, I understand. But I just want to congratulate you and thank you, uh, Texas Senator Brian Birdwell, for standing up and saying what's right And telling people, you know, telling your fellow senators, look, this is this is arrogance on a a level that is unconscionable to say that we're more valuable. Our lives somehow are more valuable than the rest of the Texans. I mean, that's unthinkable.
0: Well, and and you know, rights, and it's it's what's so critical. I mean, one of the things, if I may, Tom, is is that our rights are God given. When you look at Article Seven of the U.S. Constitution it brings forward the Declaration of Independence as original law. The thirteen years after or before the Constitution was complete, that Declaration of Independence was brought forward as original law. And the most precious sentence in there is the one that everybody recognizes: the first part of the sentence. You know that we're endowed by a Creator with certain legal rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and the second amendment is about protecting your life and the, and your property mm-hmm. life first property second but the second part of that sentence what follows life liberty and pursuit of happiness is the most important thing and that governments are instituted among men to preserve and protect these rights so my duty as a legislator is to protect your rights not legislate them away and that's what that's what really's animated me in this and I don't and I don't say that Tom for you know, to pat myself on the back i I no, r no, no. I'm 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 uncomfortable doing that. Just, just I, I know you but you to just be- gotta understand that, that it it's about the individual's lives, property, pursuit of happiness, and that we've gotta protect people from government as opposed to having more government come at them and protecting them from um, from perceived things that that government intrudes into, so
1: well, yes. I,
2: I know you to be a serious student of the Constitution and a protector of it. Uh, Senator, I'm going to have to scoot here. Senator Brian Bergdahl. No, that, no, no, so no. Look, but what I want to do is uh, I want to open the door so that we can do this again sometime soon because I enjoy talking with you, and you are an incredible breath of fresh air in the form of an elected uh, official. And c- could we get you on again sometime?
0: Absolutely. Time. Uh, just call the office like you did uh, for this one, and uh, we'll be happy to set something up with you, Tom. I always enjoy visiting with you, sir.
2: We'll do it, uh, Senator Brian Birdwell, of Texas Senator. Thank you so much. Thank you for what you're doing to keep pushing. Uh, thank you, sir. We're, Appreciate we're, it, Tom. We'll we're take behind care now. All righty. Wow. I mean, wow. Eight uh, six six. Talk guns. Be right back.
3: Successful hunters know big bucks move early and late, often when it's too dark for common scopes. When that monster steps out, you might see him through the scope, but the crosshairs disappear. All that work and you can't take the shot. But with the Trigicon AccuPoint Scope, you'll get the shot. Its bright aiming point glows in daylight or darkness. No batteries needed. Accupoint scopes are water-resistant and nitrogen-filled, feature multi-layer coated lenses for the brightest image, and you can adjust brightness of the aiming point to match the conditions. Adding 10 or 15 minutes to each end of the day can double the magic moments when the trophies move. You can't hit the target if you can't see the sights. Trigicon Accupoint Scopes. Check out the different models at trigicon.com or call 1-800-338-0563. Brilliant aiming solutions from Trijicon.
2: The National Shooting Sports Foundation, the trade association for America's firearms industry, is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year and wants Gun Talk listeners to join in the celebration. Visit nssf.org guntalk and enter to win a $500 gift card to Cabela's. For 50 years, NSSF has worked to promote, protect, and preserve hunting and the shooting sports, and we applaud those efforts. Enter to win today at nssf.org guntalk
3: gun talk. Imagine, a pistol that can easily adapt to fit any hand size. A pistol you can quickly take down for maintenance without any tools. Now imagine this pistol has all the -the out-of-the-box accuracy and reliability of a SIG Sauer. Stop imagining and start shooting the new P250 from SIG Sauer. The P250 gives you the flexibility to change caliber, grip size, slide length, and trigger at will. It's the one gun that changes everything. Learn more at SIGSAUER.com. That's S-I-G-S-A-U-E-R.com.
2: All right, we're back with you. 866-TALK-GUNS. Tom Gresham, it's Gun Talk. Wow, just talking with Senator Brian Birdwell from Texas. He's a Texas senator. Uh, What a breath of fresh air. And what a tsunami of arrogance on the part of the Texas Senate to vote themselves. Carry privileges so they can carry guns into places that mere mortals like us, their constituents, Uh, People in Texas with concealed carry permits, those of us who go to Texas with permits that are reciprocal, they're saying that they should be able to go to, because they they sometimes go to schools, really, and we don't, and they sometimes have to go to bars, oh, and we don't, and they sometimes have to, you've got to be kidding me. If you are in Texas, and this bill is SB 905, as it went to the, the House, if you are in Texas, May I suggest you call your state senator and you call your state representative and you tell him or her, don't you dare. Don't you dare even think about voting for this. Don't you even think about granting yourself privileges and rights, because it is a right. Carrying a gun is, in fact, a right. Uh, don't you think about giving yourself a privilege or a right that you have not first, first given to the citizens of Texas. And frankly, anybody who votes for that in the legislature should be recalled. Not just defeated at the next election, should be recalled and thrown out of office. Never have I seen a level of arrogance that approaches that. And I've seen a lot of arrogance on the part of politicians. And Dan Patrick, who brought this bill forward in the Texas Senate, is usually a good guy. He drank somebody's Kool-Aid on this deal He needs to get right on it. He needs to withdraw it. He needs to pull the plug on this thing. Man, this is a bad deal. (sighs) Okay, let's see where we are here, guys. Line two, Jim's with us out of Lake Jackson, Texas. Hello, Jim. Hi.
3: My subject was something else, but I am appalled and surprised that Dan Patrick would bring that. And I'm down here in his listening audience. I
2: uh, I know. It's, it's, It's sad because he's usually such a good guy, and I'm just thinking... What were you thinking? And frankly, I got to tell you, anybody who votes for this should be recalled and thrown out of office. Simple as that.
3: Yes, and, and how about the senators that uh, all the senators that voted for it to get it this far? Sorry. Yes, I, I mean um,
2: every single one of them.
3: And I'd like to see everybody that listens to your show email all of their people on their email list and ask them to uh, help.
2: Uh, get this turned around. So- I, I agree. Say And just tell them, if you want to be able to do this, we support that, except that you need to do it in the form of removing those restrictions for all Texans with carry permits, not just yourselves.
3: Yes. Yeah. What I called about is, uh, I'm not too sure that Ron Paul is as strong second amendment as you might think because I recently bought a house here about two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. Had to be in the building where he offices in a bank building, uh, many, many times doing doing business with a realtor. And, uh, every time I went in there, it infuriated me that he has on the, uh, entrance to his part of the building, uh, well, everything except the bank itself, uh, that federal nobody can bring a gun in here and uh and not sure let, let me the let me power. see if I
2: understand wait wait back up let me see if I understanding what you're saying here cuz I'm not I'm not getting the geography uh, exactly right you're saying that Ron Paul's office itself has a no gun sign on it
3: uh, not just his not just his office but the entrance to the office complex of the bank building that he's located on d- downstairs as you come off the parking lot you got to leave your gun in the car if you're going to go in there. And and I think that he has the power. He could get that taken down, except that he doesn't think as much of our rights as we do, is, is my opinion. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, to have to walk from a building to the car uh, on him, mm-hmm. uh, unarmed at uh, age 74, my wife's 72, uh, that is uh, outrageous.
2: Well, I, I agree with you. And listen, I appreciate the call. I'd, uh, that's an interesting uh, data point for us to know, uh, just to file away about uh, Ron Paul. Don't know what the, the drill is there. It would be interesting to get more information on it. On this whole deal of Texas senators and maybe the House voting themselves special privileges. What do you think about that? Are you as outraged as I am? What message would you like to send them? 866 talk Gun.
4: Check out gunsforsale.com. Gunsforsale.com offers great prices on firearms and same-day shipping on all your favorite calibers of ammunition. Just use the coupon code GunTalk Discount to get fifteen dollars off your next order of two hundred dollars or more at gunsforsale.com.
3: Something in basic black, like an
2: AR-15. Some things never go out of style, like Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Hello, we're back with you. Tom Gresham here, 866-TALK-GUNS. We just finished an interview, uh, an amazing interview, really, with uh, Texas Senator Brian Birdwell. The, the Texas Senate just voted out and passed, sent to the House, a measure that will allow current and past members of the Texas legislature to carry guns in places where citizens, regular citizens, are not permitted. Churches, bars, schools, etc. Hospitals. The thinking being that, well, in the course of their work, they have to go to schools. Oh, really? And we don't? In and, and the course of their work, they may have to actually go to bars, or restaurants where alcohol is served, or or hospitals. And inherent in that is the unsaid thought that, and we're special. We're important. In fact, our lives are more valuable than your lives. Because somehow it's very special that we got elected to these public offices. And that makes us important. And that's really what it's about. We're important. And we want you to know that we're important. And as a way that we can stress and impress you with our importance is we're going to give ourselves special privileges. Arrogance is the only word that comes to mind. I would encourage those in Texas who have the ability to contact their state centers and representatives, members of the House, because right now the bill sits in the House to say this is going to be a very simple deal. This is going to be the basis upon which I cast my vote. And this is going to be the basis upon which I tell my friends and neighbors how they ought to cast their votes. If you think that you're so dadgum important, that your life is more valuable than the life of my wife, my children, well, you know what? we got a message coming up. But, you know, there are some good elected officials out there and coming up right after the break we're going to have a chance to talk with one of them john tester u.s senator from montana with a great bill he has introduced you are going to want to hear this The Advanced Armament Silencer shoot is June 4th and 5th at Tier 1 Group in Crawfordsville, Arkansas, just outside of Memphis. Don't just watch. Come shoot full-auto guns with silencers on six ranges from 20 to 1,000 yards. There'll also be demos, explosives, freestyle motocross from the metal militia, music from Blackberry Smoke, door prizes, and a three-gun competition. Proceeds benefit the PPP Project, a childhood cancer foundation. For tickets, go to silencershoot.com. That's silencershoot.com. Come be part of the world's largest suppressed-only shoot. want to get that huge brownells catalog for free now
4: you can get this source for parts cleaning products gunsmith supplies and tools for just a phone call brownells is famous for selection service and satisfaction tell them you heard about it on tom gresham's gun talk and they'll send it to you for free call 1-800-741-0015 1-800-741-0015 1-800-741-0015 the brownells catalog for free 1-800-741-0015.
2: Looking for shooting instruction but don't know where to go? Well, we have it, and you can access hours of training and safety videos, which you can watch on your home computer. On GunTalkTV.com, we have top competitive shooters, the best in self-defense trainers, and folks who have hunted all over the world, helping you learn which gun to buy, how to use it, how to store it safely, and everything else you need to be a safe and competent shooter. We also have gun makers showing off their newest rifles, shotguns, and handguns. Doesn't matter if you're a veteran shooter or a complete beginner, you'll find what you need at GunTalkTV.com. You can check it out for free, and you can get full access for only $5.95 a month. That gives you unlimited access to hundreds of videos, and we're adding more all the time. Run the videos over and over to make sure you understand what's being said. Skip around. You're in control. Get smarter. Shoot better. Visit GunTalkTV.com.
5: Beware the man with one gun, for he probably
0: knows how to use it. Never has this been more true than with the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. The one rifle to have, if you can have only one. It's the perfect, lightweight, hard-hitting, do-it-all bolt-action rifle. Affordable, versatile, and reliable. Delivers 10 rounds of .308 Winchester performance. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. Visit Ruger.com slash Scout Rifle or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. It's mine, and it's American.
2: All right. We're back with you. It's Tom Gresham. It's gun talk. Uh, you know, a case and you get a, a U.S. senator, congressman who does something, you're thinking, "Well, oh, that's a good thing. That's the kind of thing we ought to be doing here. And it's a real pleasure right now to bring in Montana Senator John Tester to talk about a bill that he has introduced. And it'll be self-evident. You'll figure this out. Senator, thank you so much for joining us.
4: Hey, was. Well, Pleasure to be here, Tom. Thanks for having me.
2: You bet. Well, I guess what we ought to do is explain what the problem is, because I guess every piece of legislation is there to address a problem. So, what's the issue we're dealing with here?
4: Well, this applies to, to this, this piece of legislation applies to combat veterans who haven't been able to. In uh, automatic weapons uh, that, that they used in the field, uh, and so what we're doing with this uh, what we're doing with this bill is is, is we're we're giving folks a 90 day period for veterans uh, and their families because some of these have been inherited down now uh, to be able to register their uh, their uh, their firearms that they used in the in the field of battle in combat, and it applies to weaponry that was used between uh, June 26, 19. 19- 34 and October 31st, 1968, and these are weapons that were acquired in the field during combat. And uh, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these, these weapons, Tom, are out there, and they, they've been in the family now for for generations. And uh, and they can't get registered, and and, and uh, because uh, because they need a whole bunch of paperwork, and they don't have it. So well, and, and so this will allow them home- to do that.
2: Sure. And to explain the whole thing with registration is what that means is they can't actually own them legally right now. So they're stuck back in closets. They're stuck back places and they're going, well, I I don't. What do I do with it? Because there's really no way to own this, no way to register it with the federal government. Now, there was a window like this open back in 1968, was there not?
4: Yeah, there was for about 30 days, but it wasn't very well advertised. No. So we're no. going to get the message out through folks like you, Tom, and a lot of other folks to be able to let the veterans and now their families and the next generation to know because a lot of these uh, a lot of these guns, you know, they've been around for 40 years or a whole lot longer than right. that. Right. And, uh, and the families, they may want to give them to a museum. Museum, or they just may want to have them out so they can display them. Like you said, right now they're in the back of a closet where folks, uh, the folks don't want to bring them out. I mean, these I, are these are pretty prize, uh, prize pieces of well, equipment.
2: They are. I literally had a friend of mine uh, he said, "You need to come take a look at my dad's old guns." And we we're going through and looking at them, and I picked up one. I said, "Oh my goodness!" I said, "Here's the deal. You never showed me this. I never <laughs> saw this gun. It does not exist." And and unfortunately, that's, and look, this is a a war veteran, and his son, he's got this gun, and he doesn't know, and that's the situation you're trying to address with this.
4: Absolutely, is you know, bottom line is, Tom, it's about respecting America's war heroes. These are the folks that left America to fight for the freedoms that we enjoy to this very day, and uh, and it's going to allow those heroes to be able to pass on their heritage legally to their kids and grandkids, and and it's it's like you said, the opening, sometimes you look at a bill and say, why the heck are they doing that? This is something that makes. Perfect common sense, uh, you know, really honors the folks that fought for this country.
2: So, what's the status of the bill? Do You have, co- you have co-sponsors, or where are we with this?
4: Well, we're uh, we're we're we uh, in, in process of dropping the doggone thing in, and uh, and uh, we've got uh, we've got a bunch of co-sponsors. In fact, Senator McCain is Ooh. a co-sponsor, okay. Senator Leahy is a co-sponsor. Those are both big leaders in the Senate. So, hopefully, we can get this thing uh, this thing moved. We dropped it in uh, about the twelfth of April, as a matter of fact. So, uh, uh, you know, we've got some high powered folks, uh, with me working on this bill, uh, chair of judiciary is uh, Senator Leahy and, and uh, well, I'm hoping we get this thing done, maybe even get the thing hotline because it does, it does make sense. We're going to have a hearing in judiciary. It has not been set up yet. Uh, but, uh, but the fact is, is we're, we got the ball rolling and now we need to get it across the finish line.
2: So it's really a totally bipartisan support on this thing.
4: Absolutely is. Absolutely is. It's one of those things, Tom, it's just the right thing to be doing and, uh, if it's if his issue is right, it doesn't matter if there's a D or an R behind it, it just needs to get done.
2: Well, there it is. How can people help? If you, people are listening, they're thinking, okay, I like this idea, what can I do to, to help push this along?
4: Well, I think the best thing you can do is, uh, you know, uh, get online and search it out, but uh, but send in some letters uh, to, uh, to to your senators and, and congresspeople. It's S-798. Uh, send them letters and say, you know, we heard about this bill, we think it's a good bill, and we think it honors our, our war heroes, and we need to get it pushed through. And I, we pretty much explained what it does. Mm-hmm. I think your listenership can can do that. And just just write them a nice little short letter. Be very concise and say, mm-hmm. you know, we think this is the right thing to do. S seven ninety eight. Okay. that's seven
2: ninety
4: eight. Yep. S seven ninety eight. And 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 encourage them to move it forward and push uh, push everybody to move it forward.
2: Well, Senator, I applaud you for doing this. This is one of those things that I know that you know. There's nobody back there saying this is a big project. This is going to get votes. This is going to get money. This yeah. is, it's just one of those. You look at and and go, this needs to get done.
4: Yeah, it's just like I said. It's just it's the right thing to do, and something that uh, probably should have been done years and years and years ago, quite frankly. But uh, better late than never, and well, uh, and uh, really help those those Americans who fought for our country.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Senator. I really appreciate your help on this, and, and thanks for joining us on the air.
4: Absolutely, Tom. Thank you very, very much.
2: All right. Take care. You too. Well, that was really fun. Senator John Tester from Montana. Well, we we're talking about some of the good guys. We had uh, State Senator Brian Birdwell on earlier, he's the one that basically stood up for us in Texas when the State Senate is saying, we're going to pass a law that lets us carry guns in places that you don't get to carry, and Senator Brian Birdwell, who's a gun guy, said, no, that's not right. That's not what the Constitution is about. That's not what the Declaration of Independence is about. That's not what government is about. It's not about us taking rights that we don't give to others. And then we have John Tester. There are some good ones out there. All right, 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. That'll get you in here. Line one, Larry is in Ashland, Oregon. Hello, Larry. Thanks for your patience.
5: Hey Tom, thank you for uh, getting me on. Uh, you know, I I had a couple of comments. I first of all, I really enjoy your show and I really appreciate the service that you provide by having this show. I hope you can stay on for the next 20 or 30 years.
2: Oh my goodness. Well, but that would well, be fun. You know, I enjoy doing this. This is yeah, I, as long as I you're have as much fun, fun
5: That's important thing.
2: I have as much fun as the listeners do and the callers do and as long as we're all having fun, I think we'll just keep doing it.
5: And uh, also, you know, I, I listened to Senator Birdwell from Texas. I could not agree more with his position. I wish we had more conservative uh, state senators and representatives here in Oregon. Um, but what I was really calling about was, um, you know, I live here in Jackson County, Southern Oregon. Mm-hmm. And uh, in response to the gentleman who called in about an hour ago who was defending Sheriff Mike Winters, uh, and, you know, as you know, Sheriff Winters had the position that, Uh, well, there's federal statutes against uh, smoking marijuana and having a concealed carry permit, so I'm going to um, uh, fight this in court. And recently the Oregon Supreme Court ruled uh, against him and in Mm -hmm. favor of the individual citizen uh, being able to have a concealed carry permit and still have a medical marijuana card. Now, I don't want to get into the argument about whether marijuana is good or bad or whatever. I don't smoke it. I'm not a user, but what I really... React to are are two things. Number one, the the whole nanny state mentality that we have, which eliminates personal responsibility. As you mentioned earlier, uh, if you take a drink, uh, you can still go to the gun range, or you can still behave responsibly, and you don't lose your right to defend yourself against a bad individual or a bad government, for that no matter, matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, just by taking a drink of alcohol. And and the same thing goes for you know smoking a joint. Now you know if. If people are stripped of the ability to make decisions based on personal responsibility and doing the right thing, well, then pretty soon nobody's going to be making any good decisions, and we're gonna we're just going to be moving into chaos. I think. And so and the,
2: the government makes all the decisions for you.
5: That's right. That's right. And so I, I agree very much with the Supreme Court ruling, and I, I'm surprised and pleased that they actually found uh, for the individual citizen in this case. Uh, the second really important point. I I want to challenge Sheriff Mike Winters here in in, uh, my home county, Jackson County, and every sheriff in every county to remember who they work for. You know, the sheriff is the highest law enforcement officer in the county. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the gentleman who called in defending Mike Winters uh, you know, was saying that, well, there's federal statutes against, you know, smoking marijuana and having a concealed carry permit, and that's why Sheriff Winters was uh, opposed to this. Well, guess what? Sheriff Winters doesn't work for the federal government,
1: Excellent and neither point. does any other
5: sheriff in this country. Yep. And they're taking money from the federal government, and I think that's an issue that's worthy of debate. Oh. Um, we have too much influence, too much federal influence in the daily lives of individuals And um, for Sheriff Winters to support the federal position on this, I think, is uh, unconscionable and goes against uh, the the purpose of the sheriff who's here to protect and to support the rights of citizens in this county.
2: You make an excellent point, Larry, because a lot of departments, law enforcement departments around the country local and state, get federal dollars. And then the feds tell right. them tell them what they can and can't do. It's very much like taking the federal highway money, and they say, yeah, but we're going to tell you, even though setting speed limits is a state deal, we're going to tell you that here's the deal. You can set your speed limits any way you want to, but if you don't set them the way we want, you don't get the federal highway dollars. Well, that's yeah, what's going on in this more case. Yeah,
5: we do more like Montana, where you know they just said, you know what, you can keep your money, we're going to go 70 out here.
2: That's or right. Blow it out state. your ear. We don't care. You know yep. what? We're going to do what we know is right. And that's where I, I'm totally in agreement with you, Larry. And listen, I appreciate the call. I, I agree with you. The sheriff is the one who ought to be telling the feds, blow it out your ear. You know, this is the right thing to do here. I don't care what your regulations. You, and that's what I said. Look, the, if the feds want to enforce a law or if they want to try to enforce a law, which I think is unenforceable and unconstitutional and unconscionable, I would also add, Then let them do it. It's not the sheriff's job to do the work of the federal government. The sheriff is supposed to be taking care of the people in his county. And that's about it. So I think there's a problem here. 866 talk guns. Lots of stuff going on. What do you want to talk about? At a uh, story here out of Benton Township, Michigan. The Walgreens pharmacy there was being robbed, late night uh, robbery, armed robbery. Two guys there are robbing the place with guns. Jeremy Hoven was the night shift pharmacist. So he's a pharmacist, okay, at the Walgreens. And he sees a guy with a gun hurting the other pharmacist around the corner. So Jeremy Hovind did what you and I would do. He pulled out his gun and started shooting at this armed robber. Stopped him. So what happens? Well, the good folks at Walgreens say, I'm sorry, you can't do that. We have, a, we have a policy. In other words, our risk management people have told us it's less expensive for you to get killed and us to pay that off than for us to get sued by an armed robber or a team of armed robbers who end up getting hurt. So what did they do? They fired Jeremy Hoven. They fired their pharmacist who used a gun to save himself, another pharmacist, or the manager, and anybody who was in the store. Walgreens. Walgreens. Just want to make sure you got this. Walgreens says that we have a policy. Just, you know, this old deal of just give them what they want, the only problem with that is, of course, sometimes what they want is to kill you. So how do you uh, What's your policy on that? If they want to kill me, am I supposed to just give them what they want? Line two, Jim's Farmington, New Mexico. Jim, you're up.
1: Hi, Tom. Hey, I'm going to make you and every gun owner in America happy. Okay. About about Herman Cain. Yep. I have been following him, and uh, I, I saw a speech the other day, and I was seeing interviews and he was asked about the Second Amendment, and he said he's extremely pro-Second Amendment. And uh, then he also mm-hmm. said that if he's president, he wants to completely restore the whole Constitution back to the way it was intended. Hmm. I, yeah. uh, it's
2: going to t- it's gonna require a lot of looking at him and what he, he, he believes and really is. I mean, well, when you, got, I, when you I, have I'll somebody you, that comes out with that, does not have a track record in politics, then you got to do a matter. lot of serious digging. Well, it yeah. does matter. It does matter, because how do you know, how do you know what, if what he's telling you is real?
1: Hey, look, I, I've not been in politics, but I'll tell you what, I would be able to handle any issue that came up. As far
2: I'm not as- saying that. What I'm saying is, all you have to go on, if somebody that does not have a track record, all you have to go on is what they say. I would well, rather be able to depend upon what somebody has done, because frankly, they can say anything. Now, I'm not yeah, saying that, I'm not, look, I'm not saying anything wrong about him. I'm just saying we don't know. We, we, he does have a track record of what has he done, not what he has said. That's what I want to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying, Okay, but he, he's very honest, extremely honest. Uh, well, I mean, look,
2: I, I have no problem with that, and I want, to, uh, I want to know more about him. We'll be looking into that and see what I can find out. This, I appreciate the call. I want to get Carl in here on line one real fast out of Tulsa. Carl, we've got about a minute for you.
1: Okay, real quick, I wanted to make a point and ask you a
3: question. The right. point, uh, I'm not defending that sheriff in Oregon or anything, but technically, when you take an oath uh, to be an officer, you're saying that you'll uphold the laws of your city and state and the nation. So he is kind of obligated to uphold federal laws too.
2: Okay, and
3: and as far as the senator in Texas, you think we could get him to run on the Republican
1: ticket?
2: Boy, you know, it's funny you say that. As as I'm listening to uh, Senator Brian Birdwell from Texas, I'm thinking, where do I send money to help this guy run for higher office? Because I want him. I mean, I I want Senator Brian Birdwell to run for something big. Because a, a guy who will stand up and say it's wrong for us legislators, for we legislators, to take these privileges that we won't give to our citizens... That's the kind of guy I want in there. I, I, I'm there with you, man. It's kind of like, okay, we're going to have to have the, the draft Brian Birdwell movement going here. I don't know that he would be up for that, <laughs> but it's something we will do. Uh, speaking of Texas, later on we'll have uh, Governor Rick
1: Perry from Texas here.